you are getting 100% Jody on women taking the lead. To truly deliver a high-quality workshop, you have to love it. Don't get me wrong. There are components of the process that are not my favorite, like getting into the nitty-gritty details of the timeline that can make my eyes bleed sometimes. But overall, you need to have a passion for teaching and learning, and you have to be a bit of a performer. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. It is a sunny and crisp October day here in Maine, and I hope you are enjoying the current season you are in wherever you are in the world. I had an opportunity recently to deliver a couple of full-day workshops for a local organization, and I was struck again by how much I love delivering workshops. High-quality workshops are a fantastic way to deliver training in a way that allows the participants to start playing with or grappling with the concepts you're teaching. The workshop format is ideal when you're working with a group that will benefit from learning side-by-side, such as a team from the same company, or it can also be ideal when the group would benefit from learning from each other. This could be a mix of people from different industries, backgrounds, levels of experience. The workshop can act as a conduit to exchange knowledge and provide feedback. Workshops are one of my favorite ways to teach because the attendees get involved and start making the content meaningful for them. I will often turn a presentation into a workshop and it's always well received. I don't know how you feel about it, but when I go to attend a workshop, a seminar, a conference, if I'm already coming up with ideas and starting to put you know, some of the ideas and concepts into action while I'm there, I start to feel like I've been getting my money's worth. When I think of workshops, I think interactive and engaged, workbooks, worksheets, paired sharing, small group exercises, and whole group discussions. In fact, as the person leading the workshop, the more I can minimize my time talking and maximize the time the participants are talking, the better. I've been asked to do workshops for organizations, and I've also organized workshops for the public. Both of these can be gratifying, and they each have their pros and cons. When an organization asks you to do a workshop, they're going to take care of most of the logistics, marketing, and other communications. They're also going to pay you an agreed-upon amount of money, so even if some people need to back out, you don't have to issue refunds. The situation takes a lot of work off your plate, but you don't have a lot of control either. You may not have any say in the location, the skill or knowledge level of the participants, choices for refreshments, etc. The one thing you do want to make non-negotiable, if this applies to the workshops you're doing, is to, to limit the number of participants in the workshop. Much like a classroom, there is an ideal ratio of facilitators to participants for maximum learning and engagement, and that number will usually fluctuate between 16 to 20 participants to one facilitator. It really all depends on the content of the workshop and the skill level of the participants with the particular topic you are addressing. 
right? So it's up to you to determine how much of you is going to be needed by all each of the participants at any point in the workshop. You don't want to set yourself up for a situation that could be frustrating and disappointing for both the participants and for yourself. For an organization, there's also more work leading up to being asked to do the workshop. There's likely been networking and exploratory meeting to assess the specific needs, proposal writing, and the negotiation of the final details before you even know if you're doing the workshop for sure. And there's no guarantee you'll get to deliver the workshop. All of your effort may be for naught if they determine that now isn't the right time or you are not the exact fit they are looking for. And even if now's not the right time and, you know, somewhere down the road they come back and, you know, they open up the conversation again, you may not have to start back at square one, but you are going to replay some of those initial conversations again. So it's an additional time investment for you. You can usually earn more money doing workshops for organizations, but also consider the amount of time you'll invest before you get paid to deliver the workshop. Now, if you're going to do a workshop yourself that's open to the public, you have much greater control over all the details of your event. You get to pick the location, the food and beverage choices. You can set criteria around who can attend based on skill level, and you have much more control over the date and time. However, the marketing, sales, communications, and all the minute details are on you or a person you are paying to take on these tasks. It's also not unheard of for someone to register and pay for your event only to realize they have a conflict and cannot attend. Just know that they will likely ask for a refund even if you have clearly communicated a no refund policy. So it's up to you to decide how you're going to handle that situation. It's it's not a black and white. It can be gray. And again, it's up to you to decide how you handle those situations. And also keep in mind, if your workshop doesn't sell out in advance, you will be continuing to put time, energy, and possibly money into marketing your workshops and doing sales calls right up until the day before the workshop or whenever your hard stop is. You have much more control in this scenario, but you also have a lot more work or have to pay someone to take on that work. And to be honest, I love both types of workshops. I love the whole process of getting to know an organization, their people, and their needs. I love being able to arrive with the majority of the details taken care of. I can then focus on giving the best I have to give, right? And I'm not worried about setting things up and putting the food out and putting ice in the bowl that's going to have the drinks and all of that. I'm not worrying about all of that. I also love offering what I have to give to those who are working for themselves or whose organizations don't offer the type of training that I do, even though it's more work to do a public workshop and often doesn't pay as much as delivering a workshop for an organization, I find it to be incredibly gratifying. Like there's a need out there and I get to fill it. I get to take care of these people. That makes me feel great. And if you've been delivering workshops in either scenario, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And this is a good time to take a quick break to talk about a tool that can definitely help you stay organized and communicating clearly when you're planning a workshop. Wait for it. Text expander. <laughs> you knew that was coming, right? 
You unlock your productivity with Text Expander. For iPad and iPhone users, Text Expander supports iOS 13 dark mode and more. Text Expander for Teams unifies your organization's voice with shared snippets. You can manage who sees the snippets by making different groups for your departments. For instance, customer support and sales see the snippets that they need alone. Make everything you write repetitively available everywhere you type. So text documents, spreadsheets, web forms, and more. You can also turn your snippets into forms with fill-in and pop-up fields, optional text blocks, autofill dates and times, and graphics. Text Expander is available for macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And if you've been listening to this podcast for the past couple of years, Text Expander has been my sponsor for quite some time. If you've been listening to all of the functionality that they provide, they just keep getting better and better and better. It is a worth the investment to um, to get Text Expander and at least try it out. So here's how you do it. You go to textexpander.com forward slash podcasts and select women taking the lead from the dropdown list to get 20% off your first year. So again, to get that 20% off your first year of Text Expander, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select women taking the lead from the dropdown list. Now, I want to go into talking about the qualities that will serve you in delivering workshops. To truly deliver a high quality workshop, you have to love it. Don't get me wrong, there are components of the process that are not my favorite, like getting into the nitty gritty details of the timeline that can make my eyes bleed sometimes. But overall, you need to have a passion for teaching and learning, and you have to be a bit of a performer. Depending on the length of your workshop, you may need to keep the energy of the room within a range that is conducive for learning. And to do that, you need to keep the attention of the attendees on the topic at hand. I'm not saying you have to do a song and dance or some cartwheels to keep everyone focused on the matter at hand, but you do need to be interesting, engaging, and a bit entertaining. There's no getting this perfect. There are going to be times of the day when it's easier to do than others, and there are going to be some topics that are more challenging for some of your participants, and their natural inclination will be to check out when they get challenged. It's very common. And so you need to know how to draw them back in. You need to know how to read the room and meet the needs that are before you. This may mean going back to the drawing board on a particular segment of your workshop to work on making it easier to digest or injecting more humor into it to keep everyone interested. It may mean taking an unscheduled break, even if you're tight on time, so everyone can stand, stretch, move around, or refill their beverages. Also, your own enthusiasm for teaching and the learning environment will infuse your participants with energy. If you're having a good time, they are more likely to have a good time. People can tell if you're having a good time or not, and they use this to determine whether or not they're having a good time. Your enthusiasm and enjoyment may not win over all participants, but you will win over most. Now, a private workshop may have one or two participants who didn't want to be there or don't initially see the value, right? They were told by their manager or somebody else that they needed to attend this training and they're kind of not happy about it. But if you're good at your craft 
and you don't take their attitude personally, they will usually walk away saying they did pick up one or two new things that will be valuable to them. I personally do not deliver any content that I don't believe in or believe will be of value to anyone who attends my workshops. So when someone arrives thinking they are wasting their time and they give me the opportunity to change their perspective, I feel so gratified. I'm not going to lie. It gives me a natural high. All right. We covered the difference between private and public workshops and the qualities that will make for a high quality workshop. In the next episode, I'm going into some best practices for planning and preparing your workshops. If you've been doing workshops, I'd love to hear from you. What have your experiences been, right? We've both been in the trenches and I want to hear what you've been through. Um, Good, bad, or neutral. They're all good stories. The workshops I do regularly are listed at womentakingthelead.com forward slash workshops. If you have a need, whether you're inquiring for an organization or you're doing some research for yourself, I'd love to hear from you. I love supporting organizations to reach their goals as well as individuals. I love helping you reach your goals. And if my workshops can help you do that, I would love to deliver a workshop for you. As always, I hope this was of value to you. And here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous, Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.